It's a bad advice show. Good afternoon, good morning, good night. Welcome to the Bad Advice Show. I am one of the three Splendiferous hosts, Gordon Baker Bone, and to my right, hailing from parts that the devil won't go. Put your hands together for Nola's Queen. Mel, everybody. It's a shame that I knew you were talking about me by the description. Hey, everybody, I hope you're well. Inhale. Ooh, I hope you're well. Mm, fancy. Inhaling from the state that swarm was made. Put your hands together for the dad himself, Jerome Russell, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. The dad of all dads. Daddy. Daddy Supreme. I, wait, I got to wait. I, you are Daddy Supreme, I guess. But also, did you guys just, are you guys watching the McDonald's All-American game? No, but I know it's being played soon, and I know that boy Bronny is in it. It, I, I want to study genetics, and I know that sounds racist, but it, it's wild that uh, two former Cleveland teammates both have kids in uh, the McDonald's All American game. Is that strange? No, it's called being rich, nigga. That's very true. It's called yeah. being rich and being able to afford coaches. Yeah, yeah. you know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> And he also uh, inherited LeBron's slave feet. Right, yes. like you're <laughs> you're practicing, <laughs> like, like you're getting dunked on as a four year old by one of the greatest niggas to ever do it. Yeah, right. Y'all don't, don't think Savannah taking a little bit of credit for Bronny's talent now too? I mean, she... I think she'll take credit for his mental. He'll he'll <laughs> end up being he'll end up being a well. Uh, well behaved, well spoken, and and business have a business acumen, and that'll be all Savannah. Was okay. she an athlete too? I believe. I think she was a ran, high school athlete. I'm not gonna say ran track. Yeah, but I like seeing I like seeing uh Savannah as a uh, high school mom supporting uh the Bron children. Are they the? And, and forgive me for saying this, the Huxtables of the modern day? Uh, even better, because they are high school sweethearts, right? Yes. Yeah. High school sweethearts. Um, and she's just she's just amazing uh, when you look at her. Like, uh, Savannah's so fine, you don't disrespect her by saying sexual innuendo. She's, yep. she's graceful like a Venus de Milo statue or some shit like that. Oh, Savannah was a cheerleader and a softball player. Okay. She got the athletic genes, too. Yep. And, like I said before, he inherited LeBron's slave feet. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it must be amazing. Because I just watched uh, Ronnie in the uh, slam dunk contest, and he did a windmill reverse and reverse dunk that looked so effortless. And I just went, wow, Okay. <laughs> Slave feet. I'ma quit saying that. No, but his like like Mel said, it's very it's very important that we, we keep mentioning uh being rich. Because that yes. nigga has eat that nigga probably has never seen a pack of ramen noodles. <laughs> he probably uses them like as a TikTok prop. Yeah. He don't even know how to break them in half before you put them in the hot water. Like that, he 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 would be lost if he had to actually survive off those for a little while. Oh wait, y'all broke y'all's in half? Mm, mm, that's terrible ramen treatment, right there. What do there. you mean breaking them in half? I have a question about that. What you mean breaking them in half? I break my I break mine in half because I like little noodles. <laughs> oh, you just like little? Oh yeah, no, I like yeah. um, I like long noodles. I like. <laughs> All right. See? <laughs> okay. Okay. I call myself. Ah. Nah, I like them like long ways because like the authentic way when it's in soup. That's true. That's true. It is more authentic to get you a long noodle. Sweet. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? Fuck wait. it. Speaking of long noodles, there there has been a uh, a video circulating on TikTok of a woman uh, telling other people 
What's the proper dick size? <laughs> oh, the young white lady. That shit yeah, was but hilarious. She but no, that was hilarious. Though. She it, said was that shit. it was, it was funny. very funny. It was very funny, but it was also like it won't pass in our culture. It's but... very white. Yeah, very white. Because it she was said hilarious. after a certain after a certain size, she said that shit was unethical, and that shit that was funny. Me. Me <laughs> I hollered like no at unethical. She said I that's unethical. At unethical. Yeah. Unrelatable, yeah. but you're on your way. Yeah, she was. She she said most vaginas are only three inches, and uh, I know some people out there going, "What?" <laughs> I have never thought about how long my vagina is because that's just not something we have to do. No, it does not matter. I'm gonna be very honest. Like whether or not you have a good time when you're in it, that's your business. Like you get what you get. <laughs> Mel, why do you sound like a janky club promoter? <laughs> It's free before nine fifty eight. Yeah, <laughs> nine fifty nine. Your ass gotta pay, buddy. I wish you the best. I wish you the best. Security. But like, no, that's not a thing women have to think of. If you bumping up around shit, all that's not my problem. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> figure out how to fit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But hilarious TikTok though. Hilarious TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, TikTok is gone. TikTok will be banned here soon. Yes, banning no fucking TikTok. I, well, you don't well, think so? No. Do you? Do right, you see your third eye questions? not open? They are trying to distract you. Wait, did you wait, not what do you see mean? those stupid ass questions they was asking that man though? Oh yeah, no, I heard those stupid ass questions, but they were stupid ass questions. They're not fucking banning TikTok. Wait. I don't know what it is that they want, but they're not banning TikTok. What did I miss? What they, who, who was they asking questions? Why is TikTok the enemy all of a sudden? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, why is it the enemy all of a sudden? That's a good question. But I have to. Re- I haven't read the Restrict Act yet, and it's being passed as like a banned TikTok. But there's a lot of other shit going on over there. It's like a twenty year, a twenty shit? year sentence for if you have a VPN server to bypass shit. Like it's wild mm. as fuck. So. Mm. I don't um I still have I haven't read that I haven't read it yet um or become familiar with it but I did know I did get those high points. I need the highlights because I use a VPN for my BBW BDSM and that's none that's nobody's business. That was what? so many issues. <laughs> you don't like acronyms? What are you doing that you need a VPN for that? You know? No. No. Yeah, we don't admit to crime. Nope. No. <laughs> no need to pry. Nope. My apologies. A thousand pardons. <laughs> we really need a lawyer to be on this show sometimes, but don't answer that. <laughs> if, if all right, let me ask this question. If the okay. bad advice show was a seat counsel. Are we going with somebody with a one eight hundred number, or are we going to search for a real lawyer's office? Oh, I want to no, know. Wait, because a real lawyer's office—they, I can see them charging us upward of multiple thousands of dollars after one episode. <laughs> We're going with Ameriprise, but she's gonna make you act right. Yeah. Oh well. I don't know about going with OT, right. baby. Yeah, cool. that's true. Um, it's been an eventful uh, week here in D.C. The cherry blossoms are out, and mm. the pedestrians are stupid. <laughs> Apparently, looking at flowers make it impossible for you to look at the goddamn street. Yeah, man. I forget that, like, y'all get tourism down there. But y'all get a different type of tourism. Y'all get um, patriotic, uh, I want to see this country's core uh type of tourism in new york we yeah, get the- that that is a factor that is that is a one faction of the tourism that we get here what other tourism um, y'all get we get um drunk in dc for the first time which is a <laughs> uh upper middle class black person coming to get drunk and, and party in dc for the first time okay okay yeah okay 
yeah, getting drunk in DC is a different type of uh, drunkness. It's a uh, it, it it's it's the first time I actually yelled out Chocolate City. Yeah, yeah, it'll make yeah. you talk stupid. Yeah, and y'all got go go music down in DC. What is it called? That's it. It's go go music. music. Um, doesn't doesn't sound good until you're fucked up. But when you're fucked up, them damn drums be talking to you. You can hear your ancestors. You really can't. <laughs> yeah, you hit them go. You hear that Google music? You put on a pair of uh phone posits, and you just have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, the phone posits were standing, and the New Balance are for dancing. A book, a book, a book, a book, a book, a book, a book. Yeah, and then the next thing you know, yeah. And, but the only the natives can beat your feet, uh, as we learned from Justin Timberlake, who haphazardly asked DC to beat their feet, and then he did like a green bean casserole dance. I don't, I'm not oh. sure what that fuck that was. Oh, he threw raisins in there. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He threw raisins in the potato salad and said, beat your feet. You've never seen that many black people uh, appalled at one time at a, a festival since the 1963 uh, Get These Niggas Out of Here festival that was hosted by Ted Nugent. Yeah, 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 you gotta get out of there. Gotta get you gone. Ugh. Yeah. It's nothing like a, a, a DC festival, also. You, you get real drunk when you go down to DC for a music festival. Absolutely, absolutely, because the climate, especially when you come. Because D.C. is a uh, temperate climate. Uh, it's not quite as hot as the South, but it's not quite as chilly as the Northeast. It's a nice in-between, intermediate climate. So you don't sweat all your face off and you don't freeze to death. So you're out there in the, in the comfortable. Remember how we talked about um, how when the before climate change kills us all, we're going to have one year of 70s? Yep. It's, yeah, they, yeah, that's what DC is. It's full light jacket weather. <laughs> yeah, full light jacket weather. DC weather is like that person that. who tries to get along with like everybody, mm-hmm. and so they're wild, confusing because they're inconsistent. DC's weather is a people pleaser. You want snow, bitch? Time. Here, yeah. Take these fucking leaves and like it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I, I didn't even know y'all had cherry blossoms like that. I thought Newark was the only place that had cherry blossoms. That's right, Newark, New Jersey. We have cherry blossoms. Come by Branchwood Park. It's quite lovely. Don't stay long. Yeah. It gets dark. The nation, <laughs> I was just going to say the nation's capital is known for the Japanese cherry blossoms. Yeah. Newark is known for stabbing. You can't combine those two right. things together. Oh, bro, I'm telling you right now, it's nothing more beautiful than seeing someone wither away from a gash wound. Uh, in Branchwood, <laughs> under a cherry blossom tree, <laughs> under the cherry blossom, you sitting there holding your side like, oh, this was a stupid idea, <laughs> but these blossoms are so pretty. It looks like a, a blossom just floats down gently over the wound. Yep, like oh. a like a. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, it's the state. <laughs> oh my god, I know what's wrong stuff- with you. I know. I, I, before you before you move on, I know what's wrong with you. This is the fourth or fifth day of Ramadan. How how is your fasting going? Oh oh man, I messed up. I messed around and woke up late and missed uh, my morning meal before the sun came up. And um, yeah, I won't let that happen again. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was hurting that day. That was a bad Sunday. Oh my God. Oh man. Let me tell you, like if you're going to fast and you going to have a morning meal, make sure you got some fruits, lots of water. Uh, I wouldn't do anything heavy because like you do a heavy meal that, that shit run through you real quick. And then you get hungry even faster. I feel like, so do something light, some yogurt, mm-hmm. get some probiotics in that ass. I do, uh, <laughs> I do a Greek yogurt with, uh, with blueberries. Keep it healthy in the morning. Lots of water, and uh, like a nice, decent, healthy fat, like maybe like bacon, or uh, or um, I do one piece of bacon or like a a couple pieces of avocado. 
Oh, nice. Just a good fat right there. Avocado yeah. is a good fat. You know, somebody tried to tell me there's no such thing as a good fat, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm a good fat. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. There's good fat out there. Like, I wish people would stop shooting for trying to be like a, a, a Brazilian uh, Victoria's Secret models. Oh, that's my fashion brain. I, ha- I couldn't think of anything right on time. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, them, them two don't go together at all. This, <laughs> this nigga's back in Peru. This goddamn lack of food has got him off the chain. You know the dumbest thought I had today? And this was like a pure... Because um, like I get fasting brain sometimes. <clears throat> and uh, I had... I really sat down for an hour and wondered whether... Um, uh, eating vagina is 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 has nutritional value. <laughs> you spent an hour on that. Yes. <laughs> you need a cracker. You need a sandwich or something. You spent an hour on that. Is there any nutritional value? Huh. I mean, I, I didn't even look it up. I just asked a couple of my friends because I didn't want to look it up and then like you know go down a rabbit hole. That I yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. So. And then the NSA would have flagged you for some of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Mel, what do you think? Do you think there's any nutritional value? Don't well, yeah, I was just going to say, um, we was going off the rails, and I was waiting for the conductor to step in, but she didn't. Nope, you're on your own. <laughs> Actually, I didn't realize I was muted. I, I tried to stop you multiple times. Oh, okay. Huh. Hopefully not vigorously enough, because huh. you know. I'm oh, with the bullshit. A lot of bullshit been happening this week. Sports has been happening. Oh, I want to talk about this. Uh talk about bullshit. Like I like to do like every once in a while sports talk. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson and black people working for people that won't pay them their right wages. <laughs> well, if, well, well. Yeah. So oh, wait a minute. Is wait a minute. Is there a history of that in this country? Um. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, you might need to sit down for this, but yes. <laughs> Brother, am I gonna knock your socks off? I'm so tired of saying like white people telling Lamar Jackson. A not only a Heisman Trophy winner, two-time Heisman nominee, uh, NFL MVP, is basically the backbone of the Ravens, and they're telling him, "Hey, man, you're not worth all this money." Meanwhile, you look over in Cleveland, and someone's got a guaranteed cr- contract in multiple uh, civil cases for SA. So, um, yeah, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I've been a model citizen, a model player. Dude, you're going to pay me. You got to pay the man. You got to. Man, you got to pay the man. Just You got to pay the man just off just so many factors. Uh, the, the, the breadth of his work that he's already put in. Mm-hmm. He's already broken multiple records for rushing and uh, rushing and passing yards combined. And he's only 20, 26 years old? Yep. Uh, he's already... He's already been the MVP. He's already taken them farther than they've been in the last 15 years as far as the playoffs go. And whoever pays him is like, he hasn't even reached his ceiling yet. Nope. This is his first contract outside of his rookie deal. So think about that. Like, he showed up busting ass. First of all, y'all didn't want to let him put him at quarterback, and he showed y'all that he not only could play quarterback, he could play it at an elite level so he could win an MVP award. And for those who don't know what MVP stands for, that means the most valuable player. <laughs> Keyword being valuable. Also Montel Vontavious Porter, but wrong sport. Who? <laughs> that's the wrestler. Oh, yeah, that's true. Isn't it? Isn't it Porter? Isn't that what the P is? I think so. Yeah. MVP. Either way, I like. I just find it amazing that uh, they keep coming up with bullshit white excuses why the Ravens shouldn't have to pay him. 
And the one that pisses me off the most is he doesn't have an agent. He would get this done quicker if he had an agent. <laughs> Why does he need to give up a cut of his riches for y'all to respect this man? Because the agent ain't through, not now pass. Yo. You got to keep the machine going, baby. Got to keep the machine going. It's a tricky thing. Um, I think there's a benefit to agents for people who don't have that acumen. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you have that acumen, if you know how to self-advocate on that, like an elite level, I mean, more power to you. But how many, the? I think the concern probably is, and I'm not saying this is why they shouldn't with him, but one of the reasons I'm not like anti-agent is because that means you're going to have some people who think they're smarter, yeah. make some big mistakes. And um, yeah, it's so it, it's tricky, but I agree that if he's advocating for himself, then he should be able to. Yeah, like these reporters are treating it like Lamar Jackson walking in there with a do-rag on going, hey, yo, I bet you I scored 30 touchdowns. He's going to pay me all his money. <laughs> like, what? No. no. He's going in there asking for a serious a serious contract because he knows the market. He's even said <laughs> that out loud. I know what the market value is, and I know what I'm valued at. And he yeah. he has an attorney, right? Yes, he has an, attor- an attorney to uh, look over all his uh, paperwork and okay. negotiate tactics. Okay. He has a breath of work that speaks for him that's already been done. The stats are in, the 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 passes have been thrown, the runs have been made, the tackles have already been he's already gone down for those. He's already got a uh a resume for you to go off of for you to pay him. Uh if we go on by if we're going by business acumen versus uh what you've done in the last couple of years. Cam Newton, based off of just how he types, needs an agent. <laughs> Watching Cam Newton think about things that are not football hurts my feelings. Oh. Hurts, hurts my goddamn medulla. Avangata. And like he get he he gets there, whether I agree with his conclusions or not, he gets to a conclusion. Yeah. It's just like watching a process is a lot. Oh, I had to stop. I, I used to be like, oh, man, I'm going to watch this Cam Newton show. And I watched two episodes. And was like, this is enough. <laughs> it's like, just imagine you're doing advanced math and you know the whole thing is like, show your work. And it's like, Mm-mm, just give me the answer. Just just give me the end part. Just give me the answer. I'm all right. You want to see my paper? You, you want to see my paper? Hell no. <laughs> I believe I you. Paper. I believe you did it. <laughs> You really just checking for the handwriting and the hieroglyphics. Oh my God. Some people hate the fact that he writes in wingdings, but I, I, you know what? Have your fun, bro. I see the way you dress. Why wouldn't you write in that, st- that fashion? Keep him dressing wingdings. <laughs> you know what? I never put those two together, but they do go together yeah. like hand to hand. It's not so much that I hate it, I just can't read it. Yeah. And I don't mean don't possess yeah. the ability because I understand it. It's just my eyes don't like it. Mm-mm. I, I, here's the one thing I do like about Cam Newton outside of his uh, social media at times I do like what he does for the the youth of tomorrow when it comes down to football and trying to be a uh, good um, mentor to some kids and I like he's that he's also very much like that because he's also a dad of supreme that nigga has like 19 kids uh, with his old lady too yeah he really cares about kids, and I really hope to see. Um, just because he writes in wing things, don't let it be said that I don't want to see him succeed. I also want to see him come back because of the way he was done in Carolina. I want to see him have a one, you know, one or two or three more good seasons, and him just to solidify that that MVP season wasn't no bullshit, and that throwing him throwing him into situations where he's coming in like begin uh, middle of the season a bullshit or offensive coordinator or a bullshit head coach. He's had a couple of rough years. Yep. They're not entirely his fault. I you know, Carolina, some ungrateful motherfuckers. Oh, they, oh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Look, for, for people always say black people complain and say the NFL is racist when it comes down to the quarterback position. And all I say to that is there's a man named Nathan Peterman who's thrown more interceptions in one game than Tom Brady did 
in probably two seasons and he still gets an NFL contract every single year. There is no way Nathan Peterman deserves to be in the NFL and Cam Newton sitting at home. <laughs> None. 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 I don't, even, I, I don't even know who the fuck Peterman is, but I know he's got on a hat with a clipboard, and he's going to be a hedge fund manager in 17 years because he's made fucking $78 million for not doing a goddamn thing. Yep. Yo, I'm a t- oh god, I love telling people this fact. That, like, if you ever just want to laugh about like how fucked up the NFL is, Nathan Peterman is 29 years old, and he has made over. Well, it's not bad. Five million dollars in the NFL, and you don't even know who this man is. <laughs> He's thrown so many asinine touchdowns, not touchdowns, interceptions over his career. And somehow he still has a job. Meanwhile, Saron Russell has made a whopping $3,000 from comedy. He's pretty good at shit. <laughs> so hey, moving on. Sports, sports is making me mad. I okay. got $3. $3. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What else is on the docket? Uh, the rocket docket uh, here. Um, Prize from the Fugees is going to fucking jail. Going to jail, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> you yep. go to jail for them rhymes. <laughs> God damn it, Mel. <laughs> oh, Yo, talk about piss break versus. Oh man! Oh my God! Wait, now I gotta look up Proswell famous rhymes. <laughs> Don't Google it because they they're gonna you gonna be called in as a character witness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that brother away for life. Oh man! Okay, I'm just gonna say one verse. Some got hopes and dreams. We got ways and means. <laughs> What? That's from Ghetto Superstar too. Like yeah. I could tell you what name I I can probably tell you. I don't want to play that game though. I don't want to hit him garbage ass lyrics. I was actually th- just thinking about like uh why Clef and the people that he's produced. He made was it City High in the infamous yes. the most fucked up song to be on a soundtrack. What would you do Never. if you're at home crying all alone on a bedroom floor because he's hungry? And the only way to feed him is to dance with this man for a little bit of money because his daddy's gone. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why am I dancing to this? <laughs> and what a mind fuck to be out and hit and play that song. Like, this is how you celebrate, motherfucker? What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Rome, you had me thinking about lyrics this weekend because, like, uh, we, I saw you post something about uh, an R&B singer. I haven't, I haven't heard their name in quite a long time. Uncle Sam, is that his name? Yo, yeah, Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam wrote the uh, the fucking um, the most hurt song um, that you ever want to hear. He only, he was so hurt. He only did one song, and he just went away, like into the mountains or some <laughs> shit. And I think he's still up there. If you listen in the middle of the night, you can hear him cry. Um, <laughs> he really did he really did just pop on the scene like a dude that was very depressed and had to tell someone the story <laughs> he just had he had to get that off his heart um, those of y'all listening to the Bad Advice Show you should know this song right now but the song is called I Don't Ever Want to See You Again and the story behind this song is he has a wife he wakes up in the morning there's a letter on his front doorstep it's not addressed to anybody but he opens it anyway. Could have been Ryson. Could have been Anthony. Who knows what the fuck it could have been. But it was a letter in cursive detailing how his friend had fallen in love with his wife. And he didn't know how important she was until he felt her touch. And that nigga cried for four minutes and 32 seconds. It's, it's just wild. It's just wild to like detail that. Dude, like handwrite the shit. Like you gonna put this shit in calligraphy, nigga? Calligraphy. Oh. 
Yo, I'm sorry that I laughed at that song, but like, it's that one lyric. He was like, I paid it no mind. In fact, I wanted to send it back, but something in my feelings said, open it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? If only he had to open that fucking letter written on double-sided paper, folded up in that, um, and sprayed with jupe cologne. Yo, I get so mad when I read something that I don't like and I can't help but have to turn it over and read the backside so I can get to the bottom of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bad book curse. We've all been there before. There's something oh, about reading a bad book that makes you have to finish the shit no matter how much it infuriates you. I'll leave a book alone in a minute. Really? Will you, you, you stop halfway through the store? Huh? <laughs> You stop halfway through the store? If it's if it sucks, yes. Oh man, Mel, you better than me. Like, Life I, is too short to eat nasty food and read terrible books, unless you want to read a terrible book. I, like some I, books are terrible, but in a good way. Like I have to watch this mess, and some shits are just unreadable. I'm talking about unreadable books. I enjoy. Well, I shouldn't say enjoy, but it is a little bit of a high I get from knowing. I want full detail of why I don't like this. I want to hear the terrible ending also. Like, I listen to bad storytellers and bad joke tellers all the time. And people are like, why don't you just walk away? I have this thing where I like watching human plane crashes on stage. <laughs> wow. I, just, I, I get a thrill out of watching people bomb because I know how awkward it is. And just to see people navigate through it, I'm like, yes. Feel that. <laughs> you are like the fucking mortician that takes his job too seriously. Just, Just enjoys a little too much. Just a little too much. You that um that's something we can talk about. Why does every funeral home employee look like that's all they could have done with them lives? Yeah. I, <laughs> yo, one of my friends, Brandon, he, he grew up in uh, a funeral parlor, funeral home. His family was in the funeral business. And uh, it's weird to have a friend that grew up in a fan, in a funeral home because like, like he would have sleepovers and shit and he would invite us over. I never went. I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you. I was a bitch. I, <laughs> just, I knew where he lived. He would always invite me for his birthday for a sleepover. I'm like, Nah, yo. And then I heard one year that um, Franklin went over there one time and Brandon locked him in the room with all like the, the slide out drawers and whatnot. So, yeah. Hell no. Scarred <laughs> for life. <laughs> Scarred for life. See, and that's the only, that's the type of shit that a funeral home baby would do to his friend. You know what would be funny? I'm gonna lock you in here with all these dead bodies. Nobody else thinks like that. Oh man, it's just wild, just wild. But yeah, actually, one of my, one of my other friends is still friends with. Um, he said he has a family. Um, what was a uh, mortician, and they go drinking, and he always asks him about his health, and I'm like, that's that's weird as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say, nigga, why are you so <laughs> eager? I'm sorry, that's not funny. Yo. How you feeling? None of your goddamn business. <laughs> I got another 34 years in me. Get oh, the fuck on. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Yo, that, yo, he told me that shit. I was like, that's some fucked up shit. Yeah, like, I would, I, I, yeah, I would stop drinking when that dude. <laughs> No way I'm finna oh, drink with the undertaker. <laughs> Can you imagine like looking at your drinking partner like, so um how's your liver? <laughs> as they Have just a... as they sip water. <laughs> Cause he don't drink. Oh, you cutting your friend's water with vodka <laughs> and vinegar. I just like that smell. What? Jesus. This nigga trying to embalm me. 
<laughs> Yo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ooh. That yeah. is funnier than it needs to be. <laughs> Damn, that should not be that funny. Um, did it, dude? I I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know why this is tickling my funny. And he he, he kept saying he's like, "Well, you you your family don't got a family uh, mortician? No, Nick, what?" <laughs> <laughs> This nigga is literally drinking with the Grim Reaper every week. Oh, I am so sorry, y'all. We like we got to get it together. Ooh, yes, okay. Please, it's up now. Sarom, you got any uh, weird occupation friends? Weird occupational friends. I got some, let's see, mechanics kind of weird, some barbers. Barbers are weird. In the sense that uh, they yep. initiate conversation all day. And it'd be the worst conversation ever. That's why I try to be better at it. Like, I, I spend way too much time in the barbershop as a youth. You know who, who has barbershop energy? And I just wish they would stop talking. Uh, Perkins. They'd be on ESPN. What's his name? Uh, Kendrick oh, Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Perkins. Kendrick Perkins has the energy of the barber with the empty chair that just wants to talk to you. <laughs> Here's the empty chair. Here's the new barber at the end, sitting by himself. <laughs> he not even old. He young. He a young dude. Like, why are you here? <laughs> He's waiting. Somebody gonna hop in my chair. Any day now. Yep. It ain't happening. Ain't nobody gonna get in that chair. They heard you talk. <laughs> no one with views like that can cut hair. Fuck out of here. All right. <laughs> Yo. What about you, Mel? Mel, you got any friends with weird occupations? Nigga, I used to hand out watchtowers on Christmas Day. I was the weird friend with occupation. I mean, I ain't get paid for it, but you know. Oh my god! I had that covered. <laughs> you said Christmas Day. I understand you in there celebrating that um gift thing in there. So, but uh, here's this. <laughs> Let me tell you why you' about to die. <laughs> Merry Christmas, bitch! Like that's a while. Oh my god! Oh, it looks like <laughs> Santa brought you a dog. I guess you both can burn in hell. <laughs> you don't have the same letters as Santa, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the devil. Oh my God! Bringing children to tears on Listen. December twenty fifth. <laughs> it gave me character and makes me comfortable with having unpopular opinions. That's what I am sure. Oof. Because, like, you know, <laughs> oh. if you ballsy enough <laughs> to tell somebody on Christmas Day, um, your interpretation of Jesus ain't it. Like, you could deal with anything. <laughs> on Christmas, on your holiest of days. Oh, my goodness. Like, retrospectively, that is wild. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that. It really I is. Agree. It's like it's like a Dallas Cowboys fan showing up to the Super Bowl and telling you why your team gonna lose. Like, wait, how the fuck did <laughs> you even get here? And it's like I get it. Like you believe that you're right, so I'm not taking that away. But I, I don't know. It's it, it's just wild to me. It's just wild to me because I think we still have to, you know, give people their respect. Yeah. Oh, that's what you gotta do. Give give somebody a little bit of respect. You know what? That's my first piece of bad advice today. Give someone respect that don't deserve it. Let them ruin it on their own. <laughs> Actually announce it. Walk up to them like, hey, you have my respect right now. It's all up to you to lose it. <laughs> Oh, 
That's how I introduced myself at uh, Olive Garden to the waiter. You got my respect right now. It's on you if you keep it. <laughs> and when the he kids throw a bread stick at him. Yeah. Oh, I say that right. I say I say that right before you saw a great parmesan. <laughs> the test begins now. Yes. It's me. It's a it's a it's an eight party table. What you gonna do? And you know what? I, I gotta say this. Uh when you go out with uh people, when you go to clubs and whatnot, uh bars, restaurants, please check your receipt. And stop adding extra gratuity when it's already add, added in there. Because sometimes they be trying to wait to see if you're going to tip. And they already added 20% on your bill. You ever had that happen? I've had that happen, but it depends on how drunk I am on if I react to it. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't had that happen. I pay attention I, to that. I don't, By the way, I am not advocating anybody throwing anything at servers. It was a joke. Yes. Yeah, but and me, not something I, that would actually really happen. You have yeah, very good children. I have very good children, but if I already, if I see gratuity on uh, on the bill already, I'm thinking to myself. If if I was out with friends, I'm thinking to myself, oh, that must have been the light skinned girl at the end. Mm. <laughs> I forgot her name, but it must have been Gratuity. <laughs> gratuity Jackson. She, she had yeah. she had the Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a fun question? I'm going to ask you all this question. What's something that doesn't normally get gratuity on it that you think should have gratuity? Like an act, or a or a, a service that you can provide to someone that's not traditional for tipping, but you would definitely tip. Oh, um, coconut oil hand jobs. <laughs> I definitely think that there are circumstances where tipping is not only allowed for one of those, but encouraged. So <laughs> maybe yeah. select something else. Okay. I wish people would have saw Mel's face because she was so serious. <laughs> Perplexed is the word. Perplexed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So would you yeah, like to try oil. again? Yeah, I'll try Coconut again. Coconut oil is cheap. It ain't cheap. And it don't warm itself up. Uh, the fuck? Oh wait! <laughs> oh my God! Where am I going with this? Okay, what's oh. your what's your answer? Uh, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna say quality doctors. I wish I could tip doctors more because sometimes you a doctor? yeah, I would tip, tip a the fuck out of doctor. Like, because honestly, you ever left if a doctor's you... office and, and they made you feel not only did you you find out what's wrong with you, but they they gave you what can heal you and make you feel better and not addicted to anything. That is a great service. I've been to so many bad doctors. Don't forget, I was in the hospital for four fucking months. <laughs> My friend, if you have a problem with them tacking on gratuity to your receipt, let me tell you what you're going to feel like when you look at the actual hospital bill past your copay. Oh my God. Mel, I just mm, Mel, I just wanted the pain to stop and then this one magical magical man walked in and went, I'll fix you. And I went, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, okay. Now I'll say this: both of you have a point. Mel has a point in yeah. the fact that that bill is already going to be longer than a CVS receipt already. <laughs> when you wow. get to the end of that shit, you ain't going to be thinking about eighteen percent that you can throw on top of it. But, but Gordon has a point in the fact that if you've been seeing the three stooges one right after the other as doctors, and then Tom Hanks comes in and solves all your problems, sure, you want to throw that nigga a couple extra hundred dollars? Nigga, I swear. I swear to you. I have recommendations. I tell people in the streets, what you need me to do? You want me to work for you? <laughs> 
How can I help you? Fuck. Can I come by and cut your grass? I'm healed. <laughs> I ain't even gonna wake you up. I ain't even gonna get no one of them loud ass uh, mowers and blowers. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be out there with scissors and blowing every blade away. Cut, cut. <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> Might take me a while, but that bitch gonna look good. (laughs) My answer is people who wipe down gym equipment. Ooh, that is Mel. That is a perfect answer. Yeah, you're doing the work. You you're doing the work. I might slide you two dollars for that. Oh my god, all all that sweat ass that you wipe away and keep us safe with. Oh Oh, my god, (laughs) you are doing the good work. And if you're a sweaty, big, big foot motherfucker, and you sit down and you fuck up the machine and you get up and you wipe it all the way down and you seem a little ashamed, I'm I'm proud of you for taking your nasty ass sweat off of the machine like that. I feel I feel good. I feel good about the state of humanity when I see you take that time to wipe that machine down. I remember I almost got into trouble one time in college. Cause somebody sweaty was at the gym and then wiped down the equipment and they just doing like bench pressing. And then he just got up and I just changed the whole bench. Like I pulled that sweaty ass seat out and replaced it with another one loudly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I don't give a that good goddamn. Oh yeah. And um, please put your, your weights back at the end of the, at the end of your workout. I'm so tired of y'all not putting your weights back. Somebody go put them motherfuckers away. And guess what? They can't lift as much as you. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Ugh. Y'all let us know what you think, what you would tip for. Yeah. It, it, we know y'all are probably going to say dances of the night, but other than that. <laughs> no, we're talking about things you wouldn't usually tip for. So, I mean, yeah. I hope you tip in your your ballet technicians. Yeah, man. Did I ever tell y'all, like, uh, I was on the subway one time and I saw, uh, you know how like they got Showtime performers on the subway and they be doing yeah. flips and whatnot? Yeah. Well, I saw this dude, like, I thought he was gearing up to do, like, one of those and, like, he just, he just did, like, slow uh, like pole tricks, and I was like, I was in awe because he did it like to slow music. It was like a like a ballet, and then when I got off the train to go, like I, I gave him like five dollars because I thought it was a great performance, and I realized I just paid to do the pole dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly what you did. As you should have. As you should have. He was tantalizing, and you gave him five dollars. <laughs> because every time they go, it's always loud. Music, people doing backflips. He was just, all right, yeah. I was like, all right, this is dope. Right. <laughs> doing this shit in slow motion with your gyrations and all that there. You know what? Here go five. Oh, man. I know that wasn't easy. You're going to need some Advil later. Hell yeah. Yeah, you got oh, to yeah. make some things. You're going to be so as shit. Yeah, I ever thought about like what y'all would say if y'all was on a on the New York subway and had the panhandle? Oh, man. I've thought about this a lot because I've been stranded in New York before. And you know, I can't, you know, uh, I I don't read the subway maps well. So a lot of times I end up going the wrong way. Okay. Yeah. So um, first off, spoons. I'm playing the spoons. Clickety-clack. Clickety-clack, clack, clack, clickety-clack. And I'm singing the blues. Yeah, you you have spoons on you, or you're collecting spoons at this point. I'm uh waiting for people to drop plastic spoons from their cover. <laughs> or your Chipotle, or whatever I can find on the train at that time. Okay, and, uh, I'm making my money. Oh man, Mel, you ever thought about that? If you had a panhandle speech, what you would say on the subway? I don't know, but it would probably be very direct and I would only appeal to rude people. <laughs> I respect this crazy bitch. That's that's that would be my demographic. I I I've thought about years and I I want to share it with y'all. 
All right, picture, close your eyes. Picture you on a New York City subway. Uh, doors open. Uh, a baker bone walks on with decent clothing. Decent, just not dirty, just clean. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt y'all. Uh, I am not homeless, but I am struggling. Uh, I have a degree, uh, but white people don't like to hire me. Um, <laughs> it's Student loans have been kicking my ass for decades. I know you can relate to that clap. You can relate to student loans. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't want much. I just need enough to get home. By home, I mean a new place to move to. <laughs> so your answer is going to be telling jokes. The thing that got you apparently put on the streets. You know what? You know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, it'd be jokes. Because, because if you're... If you're panhandling, something in the joke biz is going terribly wrong. <laughs> I just don't know if I trust the logic. Oh, well, man, I've seen some tricks, man. I've seen some people do some some wild things on PAV trains and New York City subways. Oh, my God. This one man showed his colostomy back to everybody, and everybody just gave him money as soon as he did that, because we were just concerned. <laughs> Yo, he would have got a smooth 20 out of me. I'm like, if you don't put that shit back, go away. Oh, man. Nigga, that oh. is fecal matter. Put that away. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's let's put a bow. Let's rein it in. Okay. All right, everybody. It's that time of year. Summer's coming up, right? Or is it spring? Wait, We're in we, spring what? now. We're in spring yes. now. Spring literally just got here. Oh, you know what? We haven't done this in a long time. Easter's coming up. Are you guys doing anything for Easter, Lance, or Ramadan? No. Okay. Sarone? Uh, probably Easter. You know, I let the kids hunt eggs. Well, I'm going to crawfish boil. Does that count? No. Yes, it does. It nah. does not count. Are the crawfish <laughs> pastel color? Nah. <laughs> it don't matter. Gordon said it counts. Oh, whatever. It's fellowship. <laughs> you you can wear pastel to go to <laughs> and a buildment. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And plus, I don't know the rules in New Orleans, so. <laughs> There might be somebody in pastels eating crawfish. Boo. Shout out to all the people in New Orleans that know how to eat crawfish the proper way. Gotta suck the head out. Or whatever they say. I don't know what the fuck they say. I don't know what the fuck they say. Oh my God. <laughs> I was gonna do it in a bad it. accent, but yeah, I was gonna do it in a bad accent, but I couldn't I couldn't figure out the word. I'm a rapid crawfish eater. Oh wait, like wait. I'm like I am like a Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You got me want to put on cargo shorts and a, a and a piff hat and Yo. just watch you eat crawfish and go, clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's ambitious. Oh my god. Whew. Man, I had such a time in Boston. I can't wait for for Easter so I could be around more black folk again. I like I went up to Boston, did some shows. I was telling Mel about this on that other thing. Please subscribe. It's on our Patreon. It's a dope show. But Sarome, I went up to Boston and uh I got stuck in to in a venue that went from comedy club to nightclub very instantly. But uh nightclub in Boston, white ass Boston. Uh, I don't think don't I've ever heard I don't think I've ever heard. I can't wait to get to Boston to be around black people before in my life. They're in pockets. You got to go out to um. It's a place called Roxbury that's out there. It's, it's like very, I know, uh, I know they out there. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. You I know to... like three of the five. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And like yeah. honestly, if you wanted to call a. Uh, a Boston Celtic player, 
uh, any given moment in the night, I believe at least five people in the room have their number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are, the gas station. <laughs> oh, man. So, Rome, have you ever um, seen a, a wave of uh, white women dance to a song called, Hey, I Feel Like a Woman? Oh, yeah, man. In uh, fucking Nashville. Bro, I've, I've never seen an ocean of whiteness like this before. They went they went crazy to this song. I just held the wall because I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> it seemed like it was going to get out of hand, but I just, I, just, I just stayed real close to the wall, you know, so I could protect myself. <clears throat> if you ever want to distract one of your coworkers, play that song. At any point at your desk, I guarantee you they'll come walking over to you. <laughs> I already know how to get. I already know how to get myself out of a situation with four or five rednecks. If I play Whoa Black Betty, they got to dance. They came whatever they was finna do to me. They got to dance first, and I can get away. Gotta check out them Bama Lambs. Whoa Black Betty, Bam Bam, Whoa Black Betty. They got to dance. They, that shit is like. Uh, Pavlov's dog. They 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 hear that bell. And that's it. No, you got any? You got Sorry, any say secret, that again. You got any secret white songs that you you know they can't resist? Jump around by House of Pain. Ooh, ooh, I, Boston, too. I think that would just cause a riot. I think that song is banned in certain parts of Boston. <laughs> Dangerous business. That's like this is how we do it for white people. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. That and um, the eight mile lyric, uh, the beginning of eight mile with uh, mo- with the song "Mom's Spaghetti" part, they go crazy for that. Love you it. got shot. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's like hearing the violins from back that ass up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they run man. to the floor. They run to the floor. Oh, man. There's certain songs that I can't resist. I can't resist Nuck If You Buck. I can't resist uh, Back That Ass Up. Um, can't Resist So Anxious. That's another one. I love that song. That's, yeah. Like, if So Anxious come on, I'm I'm going to pretend that wind is blowing and I'm dancing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Audience, please let us know what your jam is. What is a song that you cannot resist? Yeah, please let us know at the black uh at the hashtag bad advice show. Seriously. Oh, the hashtag bad advice show has been going pretty well. Keep that yeah. keep that going, y'all. I appreciate seeing y'all comments and how y'all getting in trouble at work. <laughs> Even when I don't, I have to be better about responding to them because I'm I ADHD, y'all. I am very sorry. ADHD and four jobs. <laughs> Yo, are, are y'all too aware how much trouble we are getting people in by laughing at their job? Mm, I regret nothing. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to fake apologize. It's a goal. Yeah, it's a goal. This is this is what we're here for. We're here to make you laugh at work. Because Lord knows you need to laugh at work. We're not a mortuary oh. podcast. Do you... Yeah. <laughs> We're not here to talk about. We're not here to talk about bicycles. This is bicycles, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. This is comedy, motherfucker. Seriously, yo, Queen had some great. Yo, Freddie Mercury and Queen had some damn hits, man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Maybe why it's the fact- did he go so hard on every song? I don't know. What's Freddie the Mercury, Like, for what? Freddie Mercury was in fifth gear every time he hit the microphone. Seriously, man. Like, like for no reason. Why are you going this hard? I I, I got to say this. Uh, I, I, I really wish the Black community would embrace fat bottom girls. As much as we love Kulos it's and Big song. Butt, it's a great song. Oh, you gonna take me home I'm tonight? Singing, you don't have to. Y'all, y'all, I'm sorry. I love you though. <laughs> I say that with love. Y'all can't tell him that. I can. 
Oh my God. Seriously, if you if you got a nice rump on you, go home tonight. Take a shower, step out the shower and play fat bottom girls and see how you feel. Drum yourself on your butt. <laughs> yeah, we need to make a thick playlist. Uh, a playlist of songs that celebrate people that's thick out there. Cause that that Will I Am uh from Madagascar, where he plays the <laughs> the hippo. Yes. That hippo made me uncomfortable though. I don't know why I'm like, why is this hippo being this sexual? Man, he called himself Chunky. Chunky. <laughs> Damn, all right. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. That hippo was proud about his body. And I like I appreciate that. He was a very positive, body positive hippo. He was very body positive. Yes. Love yeah. that for him. Oh man. Oof. Man. That was just right. like, this is a lot for a kids' movie, right? <laughs> Yo, it's so many kids' movies that's like that, man. Like kids' movies, kids' cartoons, that like you got to look over and make sure you like your niece and nephews aren't picking up on what these adults wrote for them. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh man. As what, a like, grown up watching like Animaniacs. <laughs> oh, wow. Animaniacs might have been the most over, most mature wow. comedy cartoon of like my my youth. They was wild. They were saying it's like some Bill Clinton jokes in there. Yes. They were saying uh, just everything, and you they just had to get on board. Yeah. What about you, Saram? Any old cartoons that you, as a youth, was like maybe I shouldn't be watching this. Uh, almost all the Looney Tunes with the violence and the racism and the uh, sexism. Oh. Almost all of them. Oh, you mean the originals? <laughs> yeah, the originals. Yeah. Yo. Fueled my love for classical music and let me know that I, this is not how you talk to women. Yep. And don't think that, that Disney Disney was an exception to it too, because like I I recently went back and looked at not only Dumbo. Uh, the aristocrats, yo, the aristocrats. aristocrats is so bad, they got to put a warning at the beginning of the movie on Disney Plus. Yep, if you ever want to see, see the original, go listen to the song. Uh, everybody wants to be a cat, they go way too far. <laughs> that song is filled with racial undertones and overtones. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode of the Bad Advice Show. Guys, we love doing this for you guys. So before we go, just let you guys know we have a Patreon, Bad Advice Show. Back, well, I mean, ugh, let me just do that again. Patreon.com backslash Bad Advice Show, where you can get extra bonus content, that other thing that me and Mel do. And also you can get episodes of the bad advice show early or you could just keep listening on the same day and you could just you know pay for the podcast we enjoy supplying you so with that being said mel where can people find you oh i had to make sure i wasn't muted okay. you can find me at the gates of mel on all social media platforms you can find me on the resist by podcast once a week this week, we have Michelle Ehrenberg from Lyft, Louisiana. It is a very dope show uh, on reproductive justice. And you can find me Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Resist Box Instagram doing Mel's Midday Month, talking about current petitions, current events, blah, blah, blah. All right. So, Ron, where can people find you this week? Uh, you can find me at Metarome on Instagram, M-E-T-A-R-O-M-E. I'll be doing reels and little sketches and shit like that and um, posting songs and whatnot. I'm, I'm probably going to post the saddest songs of all time this week just so you can look at them and be like, what the fuck was happening in his life when that shit happened? Mm. I like it. I like it. Uh, and as for me, like I said, we have the Bad Advice Show here. We also have the Bad Advice Show on Patreon. Make sure you join that. And just to give you guys a little reason why you should listen to our Patreon, uh, me and Mel, we did our kind of pseudo review of <laughs> the TV series Swarm. So if you watched it and you want to hear our opinions on it, oh, yeah, we got some juice in there. 
We shall oh, do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um why did I turn into juvenile? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you can find me at Baker Bone on Instagram and Twitter. Uh Bakerbone.com for all my upcoming show dates. And this week, uh for April Fool's Day, I'm going back to Xenia, Ohio, to Wilberforce University to tell some jokes. Yep, the school I went to for two semesters is honoring your boy, which I feel like is is kind of creepy that I didn't graduate from there and they invited me back on April Fool's Day. I feel like this is a big ass prank. Somebody's definitely gonna throw eggs at you. <laughs> It'll be pigs, blood like and carry. Well, they're gonna have to pay me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's your money. I'm gonna bill you for this suit, so you know. <laughs> a gig is a gig. Why don't I just picture me walking off covered in pig's blood? <laughs> I like sexual chocolate. Count money. <laughs> Small bills, motherfucker. Hell yeah. And with that being said, y'all, we'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Peace. Out of here. <laughs>